Drive time on 91.3. Always on the cutting edge. Welcome to the Cape Drive Time. Welcome to the show. 0829-913-913 is the WhatsApp line. Always nice to have a live interview with a living person in studio. And our guest today is Feiki Mentor. Who is she? Her full name is Mabel Petronella Mentor, MP 2002 to 2014, a caucus chair, a portfolio chair. She has a book, No Holy Cows, Moments in My Political Life. And uh, so it goes on. But when the name Fakie Mentor is mentioned, it now goes in hand in hand with state capture. Fakie Mentor was one of the people who busted wide open. I think that's the best way to put it. But Miss Fakie Mentor, welcome to the show and welcome to Cape Town and welcome to Voice of the Cape. Thank you very, very much, and thank you for um, having me, and I thank your listeners also for lending me their ears. Yeah, they're very interested in, in what you've got to say. First off the bat, I mean, being a whistleblower, um, we've spoken to a number of people who have been whistleblowers and people have written about whistleblowers. It's a difficult experience, isn't it? It puts you into a no-go zone, it puts you into a limbo, doesn't it? You're not here, you're not there, and people don't want to talk to you. Exactly. You become a black sheep suddenly. You move from hero to zero. You are avoided. You are called names. Um, you are all sorts of things, and then you battle with your conscience mm. because your life it is at stake. Your children, their family's life is at stake. You wonder every day, should I carry on? Should I give up? Should I carry on? What are the pros and cons of carrying on? But then you have to have somewhere where you connect to re-energize and to stand up and say i know i'm at risk my family is at risk but this is for the cause of humanity it's not for my own and the universe and whoever is above us will have to protect me because this that i'm doing i'm not doing for fame i'm doing for humanity and of course the other thing when you become a whistleblower um you go to something like the zonda commission and you'll find that the people who have the whistle blown on them always seem to have a lot of money for lawyers who can give a very severe cross-examination in which they try to confuse witnesses. What is your feeling about that? That's a, that's, that's a sad reality, but not only that, they, 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 they deploy, because they, are so, they have such deep pockets, they deploy their food soldiers not only in terms of the most expensive and the most... Um, Credible, highly experienced lawyers. They, they have they plant their foot soldiers everywhere in the social media space, mm. in the, the, in the mainstream media space, and all those things. And you are you are left to 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 look like a fool. And again, you have to make a second redetermination. How did I arrive here? Do I go, go beyond this point, or do I submit? They want to push you in a corner to a point where you. Go and tell the judge, I'm giving up, I'm withdrawing the, my testimony. And if you don't do that, they continue a lie to say that you have done that, which is what they have been peddling, that I've withdrawn my statements before Jason, which I have not. That was their wishful thinking, but I was well aware of those antics. They, they gaslight you. They do everything to, mm -hmm. to make you sometimes wake up and say, am I crazy? Well, I mean, you've got the situation where the Gupta brothers um, deny everything in their... Um flat in from Dubai 
And Zuma scratches his head and says, I simply don't remember because he claims he was in another room, blah, 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 blah. Yes, and then Zuma then remembers uh, down memory line two and a, two years, three months down the line, he now remembers who Feiki Mento is when he appeared for the first time at the Zondo Commission. And there are actually aspects of the, the, the Guptas are not denying everything. They do say that they have a, a chef, a male chef. They do say <coughs> that their male <coughs> chef wears a white vest and all those things. So those are the kind of things that were hidden from the public. <coughs> they were just given an impression that they are outrightly denying everything, but actually they have... Um, um, alluded to a whole number of things that I have pinpointed what was happening on that um, day. Look, I mean, looking at it uh, from a distance, I find it quite strange that the president of a country can't remember the name of his caucus chair. He's a member of the party as much as anybody else is. And um, I was chair when he was both deputy president and when he was president. Mm. So um, while as deputy president, he was forced to attend caucus every Thursday. And he sat adjacent to me like you are sitting right now. <laughs> and then when he was president, because he's busy running the country, he had to, uh, he, he was forced to attend quarterly. And when he attended as president, he sat next to me, not adjacent to me. So he was clearly telling a lie. Indeed. Now, what was it for you? I mean, you um, were like almost a piece of furniture in the ANC when all of this broke. I mean, Mickey Mouse doesn't become a caucus chair, nor do you become chair of a portfolio committee. These are very serious and demanding, responsible positions. So how did it all unfold that you end up um, at the Gupta compound and they're telling you if you change SA Airways flight to India, you become a minister? You must have... What did you fall on? You must have fallen out of your chair when you heard that. You know, um, I had been a hard worker all my life. I was a hard worker in the ANC. They could not have ignored me. I was bound. There was a time when I had three promotions in three months. Okay. Mm. So, um, so I end my stripes in the ANC. And I had been wanting to see President Jacob Zuma to alert him about the pebble model reactor the 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 nuclear thing that time it i was oblivious to the fact that they were planning the nuclear deal they were suddenly shutting down the pebble modular reactor to which we had spent eight billion already as a country mm. and we had trained personnel all over the world we had invested in with companies like uh, American companies and then to wake up one morning and shut down this project didn't make sense to me. Didn't make sense to the executive there. Didn't make sense to management. Didn't make sense to the board. Mm. And they were all coming running to me looking for answers. I, I did not have answers. And I went to Halima Motlante as an interim president while Zuma, after he became president, he didn't know anything. He sent me to Zuma. So I've been looking for Zuma until one evening I was told Zuma is willing to see me. To see, I went there under the pretext that I'm going to see Zuma to discuss the agenda item, which is the mothballing of the nuclear project on which we had already spent 8 billion rand and were trained internationally sought out personnel. That's how they tricked me, only to find that their agenda was different. Yeah, I mean, it certainly is, it's quite a story, and you've written about it, No Holy Cows, if anybody wants to buy the book to read um, the whole story. Um, 
And of course, um, what I think is also um, very interesting is I'm going to ask where you are now political-wise. Don't worry. Uh, we, we, we're going to get there. But what does it feel like now? I mean, to be outside the ANC. I remember talking to, 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 the, to Andrew Feinstein. I'm sure you know, knew him yes, very well. I've, yes, I've read his book too. Broken, completely broken that um, he came from out of exile. He was asked to be in parliament because of his skills in economics. And at Scopa, he gets shafted, to be, put it bluntly. I mean, how do you feel to be outside of an organization that has actually been your whole life? For me, it was a seven-year journey. It was not an all-of-a-sudden thing. Right. From the day when in Polukwane, when Madiba tried to address the conference by video link, when they insulted him, they climbed on the, mount, on the tables, they said many ugly words, and Zuma giggled there, and nobody was... I phoned my secretary and said, book me the next flight. I cried the whole day. That was the beginning of a journey of parting ways with the ANC. Right. It was not an easy journey. It mm. took seven years to come to fruition. So when I left, I had processed everything up and down. I had cried. I had regretted. I'd, I'm fine. I'm, I'm in a better space. Of course, faking mentor is made of stern stuff. Um, I wouldn't like to be on your wrong side. And people in the room are like looking and smiling. Okay, <laughs> I'm just joking. But um, where do you find yourself politically now? Because you move on. And there are issues to deal with in the country. There are serious issues. And I know that there's a lot of political um, op opposition groups moving around. Where is Fakey Mentor right now politically? I am with Action SA, a party that came into being through Herman Mashaba, who was the mayor of uh, the city of Jobek. So when the DA got rid of the man that they call a project, experimental project gone wrong, when they fired him, he, <laughs> he, he left. And uh, when he left, many people were saying to him, you are a good uh, mayor for Johannesburg, please don't go. Uh, form a party. So he said, on the basis of what do I form a party? So he went on a consultative process. He took his fam family money amounting to three million rand, consulted widely, got three million plus responses. All was online. Everybody said, um, form a new party, we will join you. And not only that, and then he asked them in return, on the basis of what blueprint, what kind of values should I form my party on? And Action SA stands today, the seven core principles emanate for a consultation process of three million plus uh, views. The issue of um, the rule of law, non-racialism, shared economic growth, uh, good education and all those things. So that is where I am. And the, when I joined Hemen, I was on the verge of immigrating. I was just sick and tired. Mm -hmm. Then I saw that there is light, this, this project could work. And I said to Hemen, promise me that you don't want to be an opposition party. Do you want to, uh, to remove the ANC from power? I will only stay and do it with you if that is your intention. So because this party, that is its sole mission, I became part of it. So, I mean, you, you do have time before the next election, because I think what is also we need to remind ourselves, if you look at the formation of COPE, good party, like forming at the last minute before an election, and we, and we know, okay, good, I've got a few members, but COPE just imploded because it was formed too quickly, I think. <laughs> um, but you seem to have quite a bit of time. What sort of party structures do you have, or, or haven't you got to that stage yet? I mean, you've got your seven basic principles. 
where, do, where, where does the party go from here? We are busy forming structures. We do have structures. Um, I will be very honest with you. We are very weak in the West Coast. Mm-hmm. But we have very good structures along the garden route. Um, specifically, I'll tell you that uh, we are ready to launch in Naisna, in Hrabo, the, the, the water skiff, all the words there, most of the words, not all of them. Mm. And um, we have structures across the Cape Metro. Um, we would not, if we contest, we would not be contesting every single word. We are doing assessments, but we are laying down structures, not necessarily for this local government elections, but for 2024. That is where our eyes are. Do you think that uh, um, the ruling party really has to look after itself right now? Um, we're seeing a number of ANCs all speaking at the same time, and it, it's getting a very noisy space, isn't it? And one is never quite sure who is who in the zoo. I'll put it that way. Let them kill themselves. They're busy stabbing one another. That's good for South Africa. Uh, it took too long to happen. It, it's, it's very what is happening. The ANC... It's not only imploding, it's, it is it's in eating its own flesh. Mm. And the sooner it finishes it, the better for South Africa and for the continent of Africa, actually. One of the biggest criticisms against any former liberation movement is it gets into power and we see cater deployment, where people seem to think that because I was a Big Mac in the struggle, I am entitled to something further. Do you think we have to get away from this thinking, that we have to create a new kind of thinking in that if somebody is qualified to run a power station, they run a power station, um, as opposed to somebody who might have been a hero in the struggle. I mean, it's, it's a hard choice, isn't it? Yes. In fact, that is one of the principles of Action SA, that we want an administration that is capable and that is um, efficient and that is not based on connectivity or history of a person to particular party. In fact, we say even if uh, we become uh, the ruling party alone or with other coalition partners, if one of our members um, contests or you compete for a position and you have voted for the DA or you have voted for the very ANC that we so abhor, if you are the better person, you should be given better qualified or better experience or together. You should be given the position. And we even go further to say that whenever as a practitioner or as a um, practitioner or a public servant, when a moment will come where you will have conflict of interest between the party and services you must render and the people drop the party, focus on the services you must render, Put the people first. That is our principle. It is written. It is documented on our constitution. Now, that's certainly refreshing to hear some politician actually saying that because I wouldn't have to remind you right now the level of our political debate is atrocious because everybody's trying to score points mm-hmm. and us African citizens are sitting there and thinking, but hang on a minute, we have to move forward. We've got to revive the economy. Mm-hmm. We have to give people jobs. There's crime and people are just playing the fiddle while Rome is, 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 is basically burning. Something has also been put to me, um, Banta Holomisa, leader of the UDM, um, who has also been a guest on the show. I hear he's talking about something on, along the lines of a government of national unity. W- what is meant by all of this in light of what I've just, 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 just mentioned? Well, um, 
I think he is trying to put two things together, Holomisa. He's alluding to the fact that the ANC is pulling this country further down the doldrums and that a mechanism, it, it cannot be dependent on the ANC alone mm-hmm. to continue running this country because the longer they stay, the further they pull us into the abyss as a people and as a nation and a country. So he's trying to come with a suggestion to arrest the situation and to say that uh, several parties and civil society bodies must come together to to run this country so that it's not only run by a party that forever continues to pull it down. However, he has also insinuated that um, the judge president, which is um, president of the Concord, the constitution has a prescript. It says when there are dire straits in the country, either from war situations mm-hmm. or famine mm-hmm. or whatever, for whatever reasons that the country cannot be run by a normal government, either the president dies and the deputy president, there is chaos. The constitution gives the constitutional head, the head of the constitutional court, the right to take over and he may or she may, according to the constitution, then put people together who will run government day to day because he can't do that as an individual. So that is where then he would he could pull through a number of parties and civil society bodies to do the day to day running of government up until within 18 months or so. 180 days mm-hmm. he, he could call an election uh, during that time so that there is no vacuum then this um, government of national unity would be in place. It's not a bad idea the question is have we consulted enough because it can't be a position that is taken by political party. This country belongs to all of us. The citizens mm-hmm. must have a, a say and not only political parties the people also in all formations and in non-affiliated people should have a say. It's a serious matter. It's a serious constitutional matter. Yes, it will save us from the ANC, but it must be done properly. Now, there's, there's something else uh, in terms of, of cater deployment because a lot of listeners are angry about it, a lot of South Africans. And, and what amazes us on this show, we talk to so many South Africans who are fully capable of, of being in government, working in government, but they're not there because they don't have the right connections. How do we find these people? How do we bring them to the fore? Because I promise you, we have amazing human capital in this country, but we're not using it at the moment. Yes. I'll, I'll make an illustration for you of how we are busy selecting the councillors that will stand, because now we know we will contest the three metros in Gauteng. Mm-hmm. What we have done as a party and that what we'll continue to do we are throwing the net out. Mm. We are saying to people, whoever wants to apply to become a counselor, you apply. But then we set the requirements for you. You have to bring us 500 um, signatures from a, a word. Ordinary people we are not saying members of Action SA. We say citizens around right, the world you are right. contesting. Yeah. So we are. We, it is our intention that with not only how we select councillors. We will open the um, the bid for people to apply and we will select the best and where it is matters that affect the community, the community will also have 
a say whether we want this person easy and not only that that then we appoint you and you don't perform then there would be recourse we are putting also recourse mechanism into the whole formula that then we appoint you you were so glossy and so promising and on paper and then two years down the line you are not performing mm -hmm. the people and the system should be able to recall you unlike today we have dgs that um are corrupt and they are put through a revolving door syndrome from one department to the other and the level of corruption where they are increases you know astronomically from one department to another. there is no recall mechanism the citizens are helpless they cannot do anything we propose those things and we've put them in black and white and we've said we are saying to south africa if we don't do them recall us Thank you, Mentor. So many things to say. Unfortunately, time has run out, but the best of luck with Action SA. I think a lot of South African citizens would actually like to see some genuine political action that does something for the people. But thank you very much for joining us. I thank you very, very much. And I would like to say in... Um I would like to say thank you in Arabic. Shukran. And, and we say back to you in Arabic, Afwan. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Drive you. time on 91.3.